This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Broadcasting live from Century Studio at the corner of 12th and Rose, and it's a bit sunny out today it's kind of nice a little chilly though it's still minus one agri news today brought to you by harvard western insurance we don't judge here's another reminder to renew your plates today visit harvardwestern.com and brought to you by assiniboia livestock today we hear from the province's minister of agriculture on yesterday's big decision to approve some enhancements to agri stability we also have farm reaction to the improvements to agri-stability from APAS and SARM. And after the break, after the farm weather, we hear from the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association on the agri-stability enhancements. We also have the usual look at wheat and canola markets this week, with grain prices showing some downward movement. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. Saskatchewan farmers will see some enhanced benefits to agri-stability retroactive to the year 2020. Agriculture Minister David Merritt says the province has agreed to remove the reference margin to the farm support program. That could cost the province an extra $20 million. But he says the province has backed away from the proposed enhanced support level jump from 70 to 80 percent, saying the possible $10 million price tag was too much. We had the call with the federal minister, Jim, and, and when the federal minister asked me for what Saskatchewan's position was, this is what we put forward to her. We said we could support the removal of the reference margin limit. We said we could also support the retroactive to 2020. But we also said we couldn't support the compensation going from 70 to 80 percent. But we put on the table that the 60 percent that the federal government has put forward on that compensation piece, that that 60 percent stay on the table, regardless of whether the provinces can uh, put their contribution in or not. So that allows then other provinces besides Saskatchewan, if they want to boost it, they can. That's exactly right. That's where it was left. There was a motion put forward to take a vote from all the provincial uh, ministers that were on the call to uh, ask if they would support that uh, motion that the 60% compensation from the federal government on the compensation piece stay on the table if the provinces couldn't contribute. And the majority of the provinces that were on the call that and also represents the majority of agriculture in Canada supported that motion. So... Why isn't Saskatchewan able to go to the rise the uh, percentage from 70 to 80 percent of coverage? Well, it, it all comes down to uh, impact and cost, uh, Jim, and that's exactly what it is. You know, obviously, we're, the fiscal capacity of the province is, as such is, is what it is. And I had the uh, I had the support and got uh, cabinet approval on the reference margin limit. And uh, and that's going to have a huge impact. This isn't a one year deal, Jim. This is a three year deal. So it could have, it obviously will have an impact on the balance sheet for the province of Saskatchewan. Can you tell me what the cost is to remove the reference margin, and 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 what it would have cost if you'd gone seventy from seventy to eighty percent? 
Well, uh, you know, our estimates are obviously uh, like we're we're hopeful that there'll be some uptake in ag stability with the reference margin limit gone. And if we see a significant uptake in the reference margin limit, that could have an impact on a yearly basis to the province of Saskatchewan, about $20 million in the neighbourhood. So that is that is a significant number. That's on a that's on a per year basis. On the uh, on the compensation piece, I mean that number could be that you know if you looked at the, if you had the same uptake, which you would, right? We could see that that number going up to approximately another ten million dollars. So it obviously has a huge impact on the fiscal capacity of the province of Saskatchewan, far greater than any other jurisdiction in Canada. So that was the key. There was was the cost. The whole idea of removing the reference margin. You see this as though a, a key segment for helping the producers uh, and and agri stability. I do, Jim. You know, uh, in reaching out to my stakeholders over the past few months, uh, several months, which we have been on a regular basis, that was probably the biggest thing that we heard from the stakeholders was the reference margin limit impediment. And so that was, the, you know, obviously that was the one we really wanted to look after and, and do. And that's obviously going to have the biggest impact on the fiscal capacity of the province as well. So that's the one that we, that we did. And then we also went on retroactive to 2020. And like I said, on the compensation, we we're just hopeful that the federal government will leave it $0.60 cent dollars on the table. When you say it would have cost another $10 million, in the great scheme of things, it doesn't sound like a, a huge chunk of change, but these are different times? Well, there are different times, and that's on an annual basis. So, if you're, you know, uh, it, you never know what kind of uh, risk you, you know, could happen, and we pray to God nothing ever happens and we don't have to use it. But we all, as, as ministers, have to... Uh, watch our, our budgets and our balances, and this was, I felt, was a very significant win for the ag sector here in the province of Saskatchewan in getting the reference margin limit removed. Reaction to the carbon tax ruling from the Supreme Court? Well, obviously uh, very disappointing. It's obviously going to have a huge impact on the uh, ag sector here in the province of Saskatchewan. Just as a result of everything we do here in Saskatchewan, it has to get on a road or rail or ship or it has to get somewhere. Our, to a processing plant, it has to get somewhere, and all that is going to have a carbon tax on it, and all those costs are going to go right back to the primary producer in uh, what they sell their product for. So it's going to have a huge negative impact on the agriculture industry here in the province of Saskatchewan. Merritt made his comments after a virtual federal provincial agriculture minister's meeting yesterday. NDP agriculture critic Trent Watherspoon welcomes the removal of the reference margin limit but says the province should accept the proposed increased support level from 70 to 80%. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. The president of APAS, that's the Agricultural Producers Association of Saskatchewan, is encouraged by the removal of the reference margin to agri-stability. However, Todd Lewis is disappointed the program's compensation rate was not increased. Well, it's uh, nice to see some new funding come into the program, but there's also money left in the table. So it's good news on one hand, but, you know, the program AgriStability has been chronically underfunded for years and years and years. And, you know, we're still below 2013 uh, funding, so got a long way to go. Producers uh, haven't enrolled in the program. I think we're under 30% now as far as Saskatchewan producers that participate in agri-stability. So hopefully this will see a little bit better uptake in participation as well as, you know, give some relief to uh, especially the cattle uh, producers in the province that uh, they'll see some value in the in the program and be able to cushion the blow a little bit from some of the market disruptions they had during COVID. Will it help grain producers very much or really just cattle producers? 
it's really on the on the grain side. You know, it's it's important to remember this is an insurance program, and the grain prices we see right now, uh, it's pretty hard to see where an agri stability might have a payout unless uh, we have a major weather event, be it a drought or a frost. And we've been fortunate in the last number of years that uh, we've really missed the bullet on. We were really dry, you know, some years, and uh, of course the bad harvest in 2019, but we recovered from that quite well and, and were able to still take off a good crop. And in the case of 2019, a really surprising crop quality-wise. So that's been a benefit to farmers, but, uh, you know, programs like Agri-Stability, we need them in place for when we do have a big wreck and you know unfortunately with the funding model we're on into with agri stability right now it uh, it really doesn't provide much much coverage for a lot of grain producers but do you think removing the reference margin that was announced will spur more producers to join well time will tell uh, i guess they've also extended the participation uh, timing till the end of june so We'll see uh, a lot of it may depend even how much it rains. <laughs> it's going to be a weather-driven uh, market. Lots of decisions in southern Saskatchewan and uh, egg country will be driven by uh, what the rain clouds do this, this spring. So it'll be interesting to see if we don't get rain, if we see uh, an upward tick in egg stability participation. Do you think the province should have gone with the proposed enhanced support level jump from 70 to 80 percent? Well, it's... Uh, you know, producer groups were pretty clear on asking for that, and uh, there was good reason for it. You know, as I say, this program has been chronically underfunded since 2013. When the cuts were made in 2013, the province was vocal against those cuts. Uh, this is an opportunity to restore some of this funding, and they, they didn't take that opportunity. So uh, realize it's tough financial times, but at the same time, uh, you know, our, our risks are always increasing. And uh, really, the you know, the agriculture is a real economic driver in the province, and we're in good times right now, and when you look at the $17 billion that have, were uh, in cash receipts last year, you know, it's a record record number, and uh, we've had record grain export as well, but these programs are for the tough times, and if we if we ever hit those tough times again, again or when we hit those tough times again, agri uh, stability isn't, as it's currently designed, isn't much of a cushion. Hey, past President Todd Lewis. The president of SARM, Ray Orb, also welcomed the removal of the reference margin to agri-stability. That's a good first step to re- to remove that uh, reference margin limit because that will help people, you know, that are in a claim position, that's for sure. So, you know, uh, it's positive and uh, we're pleased about that. You think this will uh, spur more farmers to join? Well, you know, the the increase in the margin coverage is really, you know, we see that uh, being the big thing that would be more of a help than anything else. And I think, you know, the deadline is fast approaching uh, for enrollment and I would have hoped... You know, we would have had some positive news on the uh, on the margin coverage itself. That that coverage increase would be the thing that uh, would help farmers that are in doubt about agri stability. It would help them make that decision to enroll in that program. That's Ray Orb, the president of SARM. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Sean Haney here with RealAgriculture.com and Real Ag Radio on Rural Radio 147, Sirius XM, here to break down 
the recent agreement on BRM changes is Steve Funk. He's the Director of Ag Risk Management Resources at MNP based in Lethbridge, Alberta. Hey, Steve, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for joining us here today. So give us your reaction, your thoughts on the agreement that the First Minister has reached this week. Well, uh, you know, I think the reference margin limiting removal, that was a huge win for the agriculture sector. And that has been a very confusing and, and not a well understood feature, actually reduced the benefits for a lot of producers in, in certain sectors like grains and oil seeds, cow, calf, farrow, hog farrowing operations, you know, a number, <clears throat> a number of others who would have had limited reference margins. And because it wasn't well understood, um, you know, I think that uh, a lot of other producers might have felt that, hey, maybe that affects me and, and you know, that kind of uh, colored their perception towards the program as well. Um, you know, overall, it made it uh, less, less predictable, less, less bankable, less transparent, and, and certainly very complicated. So the removal, uh, I think, is a huge win. It's a little disappointing that the contribution rate wasn't wasn't agreed upon, but it, you know it is it is encouraging that uh, that's still being considered because that's something that would give uh, you know a little bit uh, extra to um, any any producer who qualified for agri stability benefits. You know, the reference margin limit removal that was something that cattle associations across the country really really lobbied for. for from your perspective, does this kind of make it a I don't know if I should say no-brainer, but th- th- this makes it an easy decision. If if you're in that sector, ranching, you need to be signing up now. Uh, I would agree with that wholeheartedly. And and then um, they were very generous as well in terms of extending the deadline from April 30th to June 30th to give people a little bit of extra time to to think about that and you know maybe. Um, maybe regroup and and get their heads back around that because uh, you know I, I think they uh, producers who did have limited margins before and and now they have this opportunity to sign up they definitely should be looking at it. Now you mentioned grains and oil seeds. Now my understanding is the the winner in this regard is people that are regions where you know uh, it, it's a little bit more of a focus on the the cost side than the revenue side d- due to due to weather conditions. So, you know, the southern areas of Saskatchewan, maybe the southern areas of Alberta in some areas, those are the winners. Well, it's all based on cost structure, Sean. And when I say cost structure, I'm not speaking of their entire income statement, uh, all the costs on the income statement. I'm only talking about certain ones that make their way into that agri-stability margin. So I'm talking about the agri-stability eligible items, the direct input costs. Mm -hmm. So if you compare those agri-stability eligible items in, in a reference margin to the eligible income that's in that reference margin, um, anyone who had a ratio of eligible expense to eligible income of less than 0.5 would have been limited. It's, it's the people that have lower costs relative to the revenue. What about uh, intensive livestock operations? Well, for, for the feed yards, they generally have a high cost structure. And so those would not have limited margins. And, and you know, so therein lies the diff. Helping those feed yards was the increase in contribution rate, and that's still being talked about. 
for the hog sector, uh, the farrow to finish would be kind of similar to, to that feed yard scenario. High cost structure. It's your agro weather forecast on the source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And the cloudy sky. And right now it looks just beautiful. Blue skies. We're looking at winds becoming northwest 20, becoming light. And the high today, plus 1. We're at minus 1 right now. 30% chance of flurries before morning. The low, minus 8 tonight. Saturday, partly cloudy. 30% chance of flurries early in the morning. Winds up to 15K. The high, plus 4 tomorrow. The low, minus 5. Sunday, partly cloudy. And it's supposed to be a beautiful day before the storm hits on Monday. High 13 Sunday, 40% chance of evening showers, the low zero. Monday cloudy, 60% chance of flurries and windy, the high plus one, the low minus 14. Sunny on Tuesday, the high minus four, the low minus nine. Wednesday sunny, the high plus four, the low minus four. Thursday sunny, the high 11 degrees. Normal high for this date is four, the normal low minus eight. The sun rose at 648 this morning, it sets at 720 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Estevan at zero. The cold spot up north, Key Lake, minus 14. In Estevan, once again, the hot spot in Saskatchewan at zero. Saskatoon, Swift Current and Weyburn, all minus one. Yorkton is minus four. Regina, cloudy, minus one. That's 30 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west-southwest at 13, gusting to 27. 59% is the relative humidity. The barometer rising 101.7. And although the weather office says it's cloudy, out in our neck of the woods here at Century Studios, 12th and Rose, it is sunny, nice and sunny. And there is some cloud in Moose Jaw, minus one, winds are from the west-northwest at 17. Once again, Regina, sunny skies as far as I can see, minus one, 30 Fahrenheit. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions. From Gowan, Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. The Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association says removing the reference margin for agri-stability is welcome news for livestock producers. Arnold Balicki from Shellbrook is chair of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association. He says agri-stability changes announced yesterday will benefit cow-calf producers. Cattle producers in the past were unfairly treated by agri-stability, especially those that uh, provided their own labor and grew their own inputs. So... A little disappointed that there wasn't a consensus reached in regards to uh, moving the compensation rate from 70 to 80 percent, but we did have part of a win, but we certainly hope that, uh, you know, the compensation rate remains on their radar, and that's something that needs to be achieved at some point in the future. Balicki says removing the reference margin limit retroactive to 2020 is very important. Well, I think very important, especially in areas say like in the northwest where they had all that flooding and and so 
you know, there was probably huge uh, cost to bringing in feed for their cattle. The same can apply to areas in the south that had drought and had to purchase uh, a lot of their feed supplies. So these things are all important. It's a big change for these producers. Most of the time they produce their own feed, which they never got it never got valued in there, but having to go out and, and take money out of their pocket to buy feed is, is hard to do sometimes. When it comes to feedlots, there was no change on the program cap. Nothing happened there, and that's really unfortunate. The smaller feedlots, I think they're okay with a $3 million cap, but you get these huge um, feedlot operations, and, and $3 million is maybe a, a day thing, not a, a year thing. So we were hoping we could change that. I think that $3 million cap has been there for some 20 years, so not a good scene for, for the large uh, large feedlots. Balicki says the two-month sign-up extension to June 30th will give producers and their accountants additional time to review the situation. You know, in light of the new changes that have just transpired in the past 24 hours, I certainly would encourage all farmers and ranchers to reconsider whether the program changes will now work for them. Keeping in mind that the government constantly reminds us that ag hot programs are no longer an option to mitigate risks if there are uh, if these risks are covered by an existing program, so I would really reconsider it because I think this removal of reference margin helps us a lot. Arnold Balicki is the chair of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture today on the Source 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And by Canadian AgriBlend. Ask for the livestock products at your feed dealer or for a feed dealer near you. Call 1-800-340-2311. Grain markets are showing downward movement this week. PI Financial Commodity Futures Advisor Adam Bacallo Since wheat is down 11 cents a bushel for the week, and canola has dropped about $25 a ton. Well, Jim, starting off on the Minneapolis wheat front, downward trend still continuing for the May contract. For the week so far here, we're lower by approximately 11 cents a bushel on the week. So we have broke some technical levels that I have been watching. Uh, we could be heading closer to that $6 mark now on the May contract here, it seems. Canola, another volatile week as well. As we're talking right now, actually, the May contract is down at limit $30 a ton here, and the July is down approximately $22 a ton. So it uh, it definitely is a volatile market here. The trend is uh, seeming a little bit uh, toppy here right now, and what I'm starting to see is that the, the July is definitely more the actively traded month here. So I would say that's the one to, to keep an eye on. So for canola for the week, what's the uh, bottom line? Well, looking at a few different factors here for canola, palm oil has collapsed to a three-week low overnight, and the market is coming down now on that side from 13-year highs. And when it comes to soybean oil, you know, it seems that on the future side of things, there could be a bit of peak here in place now. So that's one thing to definitely keep an eye on for canola because if those markets start to come down more, definitely canola could follow to some extent. Now on the wheat front, a few different factors to to watch here. 
again, an extreme oversold condition here, and there is a dry forecast in the U.S. The market is seeming to probe for a low here, but the trend is lower that I am watching here. Another sharp rally in the U.S. dollar has also been kind of a negative force, you know, for all grain markets as well, too. So for the week, how much is canola down? For the week here, the May canola contract is down about $25 a ton, and on the July, $18 a ton here right now. So that's where I've been talking with farms about how much they've been pricing for new crop. And for those that you know really don't want to price much more because of they don't know how much they're going to have, that's when strategies that I do really come uh, into play because using options, you don't have any of that production risk for you. Uh, I was just going to add on at the end that there is a USDA report next Wednesday, too. That's Adam Piccalo, a commodity futures advisor with PI Financial. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall as well. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Grain prices were showing downward movement in early trading. Canola fell 21.50 at 694.57. Number one red spring wheat dropped $1.82 at 273.61. The rest were unchanged. Durham 312.32. Feed barley 247.68. Flax 891.80. Lentils, 644.50. Oats, 229.53. Yellow peas, 392.89. And feed wheat, 238.84. The Minneapolis spring wheat May futures are down a half cent at 617 a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on the Source 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. And now, the latest livestock quotes. This is Grandpa Arnett with the Market Report. Hard on livestock here in Moose Jaw. Just under 300 on offer. Cow market maybe a little stronger here this week. They 81 to 89 on these top, top end cows. Sales to just over 90 bucks on them fancy, fancy cows. Medium hay fed cows still at 76 to 83. The good bulls, they look much the same as last week. 96 to a dollar four. Sales to a dollar seven fifty. 1200 expected for our Tuesday, March 30th pre sort sale with some replacement quality heifers on offer. This is Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have one great afternoon. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices up again today. It's been on quite an upswing, up another $3 per CKG at $210.60. That's for both the plants in Brandon and Moose Jaw. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report. The latest outlook from Sask Wheat says China's intensive use of wheat for livestock feed fueled this month's surge in demand and is now estimated at a record 35 million tons. Following the 5 million ton increase in China's feed forecast, China accounts for 19% of total world wheat consumption, up from the five-year average of 16.5%. However, talk of falling demand in China due to renewed Asian swine flu and negative feed margins have kept a lid on feed grain prices. Improved soil moisture in the U.S. plains was a factor in the markets this past week, along with falling cash markets in the European Union and Black Sea due to lack of demand. 
Meantime, Sask Wheat says Canadian wheat exports in week 32 were good at 351,000 tons. The season total is 12 million tons. 2.7 million tons are 29% higher than last year to date. The market newsletter says farmers should get as much old crop sold as they can. The objective is to catch the cash market and have as much storage space for new crop as possible. Again, the market outlook expects Europe to be aggressive sellers July through December, with demand for Canadian supplies will be greatest after January. Durham exports so far are 3.7 million tonnes, 26% higher than last year to date. On the markets, the TSX is up 18 points at 18,669. The Dow rose 232 points at 32,851. Oil is up 246 a barrel at 6102 a barrel. And the Canadian dollar is up 21 one-hundredths of a cent at 79.48 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farm. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.